I'm going to switch a few things around. Let me just go into the Word. I wanted to do something, so I'll, let me go into the Word while your hearts are in this state. So I've been, we've been speaking over the last few months around faith, around the topic of faith, and we've, it's been quite a journey, and I was looking through all these notes and sermons and, and, and things that we have been taught, and, and, and it's deep, a lot of that stuff. I've been challenged myself, and, and, and I was reflecting again because I want to bring that series to, to a close. It's almost been a nine-week nine series, um, and I want to bring it to a close where on the scripture where with it's, it was all triggered and started. And I had shared with you at that time, um, back I think it was in August or so, uh, that this was born out of, out of a trip I had to the UK um, last year where I realized how much as believers we need to stand and contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. And that's what I want to go into um, in just a moment. I, before I start preaching on the rest of, the, of, of what I have in my app to share, I just want to welcome everybody into the house of the Lord. Um, special welcome to Pastor, uh, pastors from Den Bosch, dear Pastor Dejumos. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Also welcome to the to the family of our, of, my, of my dear Pastor Desua. Um, all of them, I see, I see some. The word content, the word content talks about standing against opposition. That's, that's what content means. To stand against opposition. To be able to stand your ground. To put up a fight. It's about standing against opposition. And, and I look back and I think, wow, when you celebrate these many years, there's going to be something more than just you have lived. Amen. Amen. So, so those of you that are young, like me, make sure by the time you become a Brahm or a, or a Sarah, it's more than just the numbers. There is something you have done for the Lord. Amen. I, I, I remember when I was leaving university, my pastor at that time said to me, what are you going to have done by the age of 30? Stuck so much in my mind. I was only 22, and I determined and said, I want to make a difference. You should make a difference in somebody's life. And, and my wife said, by 30, you'll be a pastor. I didn't believe her, but I ended up a pastor before I was 30. But I want to make a difference in somebody's life. And so when I was, as we celebrate this day and celebrate our, our dear pastor and sister, it's about understanding uh, what have you done to make a difference in somebody's life? And as far as the story of this city shall be told, she will be recorded in that Because she has contended for her faith. Amen. Amen. She has contended for her faith. And her faith having gone through a trial, now she can rejoice that her husband is here with us and he because there have been trials and challenges which could have pushed her out of faith. Amen. Amen. Are you people still with me? Yes. Do, do you know how, how challenging it is to be married and you're looking and wanting to have a baby and the baby doesn't come? Mm -hmm. 
Do you know how challenging it is to, to have a baby, carry the baby, and lose the baby? And yet still be able to come in and praise the name of the Lord. I had, a, I had a couple one time that came to me and said, Pastor, we are not getting pregnant. I said, but you've been married only for two years. <laughs> you should be enjoying your marriage. Enjoy the time. If just the two of you, you can come home on the table, on the floor, on the bed, enjoy it. <laughs> What's your problem? There are people with 15 years marriage, 16 years married, and are still not. Those are the ones I want to pray for, not for you. When you can just go out on a weekend and spend the whole weekend upside down. Go have fun. I'm not praying anything for you. And then a few months later, the couple comes and says, Oh, Pastor, we are praying. Yeah, because it's when you have fun. And when you enjoy that God has given us together. Not when it's a duty. But imagine somebody who's waiting, trusting God, through medication, through trials. Through all kinds of pastors laying hands on you, some pushing you to the floor so that they say the anointing is here. And you're still stuck with God. Hallelujah. Can you, can, you, can you imagine having to stand in the cold and tell people God is good? People, why are you standing in this cold? So saying God is good. Can you imagine when family thinks you're crazy? You know, my family thought I was crazy. I've gone, 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 gone cuckoo in the brain. So what are these tongues you're talking about? Stop making noise. And you still come back again and you make some more noise. If somebody has the spirit in them, shout hallelujah. If somebody can speak in tongues, just speak in some tongues and glorify the Lord. My family said I was crazy. You know, so, so I know how it is when you can still come back and say, I'm still there. Yes. <laughs> and I remember your time. I'm going to tell you a testimony. I was asking you, do you want to say a testimony? I said, Pastor, I'm just happy I'm 50. Oh, it's, it's fine. I'm going to share your testimony. I was, <laughs> we're praying with her about her twins. Oh, the twins have gone to the children's, to the children's church. And, and, and on one of those occasions, you know, doctors, doctors can scare the skin out of off you. you know? And then you've gone through all this, and, and the twins are there, they're in intensive care, and the twin and the doctors are giving a negative report. You know, you, you just, there's something that just was angry inside of me, and I said, we've been praying and waiting for this for a long time. So my, my wife and I went to the hospital, and we just went and declared, dry bones are going to live. Nice. You know? And whenever I see those boys, and I know, Brom, you, you love the boy. My son is better than your son in football. <laughs> But I know, I mean, it just, just blesses me to see, to see, to see Nesta and Elia here, you know, I said, you know, the devil is alive. Yes. But he tried, but he's alive. Yes. And, and, and now, I mean, Brown, look at you. you, you're no longer yellow, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's their story. Yes, yes, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> and, 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 and. But, but, but the thing is, that I want you to, to, to take home, is you must stand for your faith. Stand against the opposition for your faith. Because there will be things that will oppose your being a Christian. 
there will be things that will oppose your going to church. Yes. You're going to church again. Yes. You were there last Sunday, yes. yes. Be, you know, I had, I had one, one lecturer who wrote onto my report card back to my parents, he spends too much time in church. <laughs> you will never succeed with the rate at which he stands. He spends time in church. Well, hello, Hi. Professor Nan. Now I have a PhD, I'm a director in a company, yes. I have succeeded, yes. and I spend yeah. more time in church now than I did back then. So, so, so guys, you need to stand for the faith, yes. because there will be opposition. Yes. And I had guys, you know, I, people started calling me pastor. I told you this story before. They were calling me pastor not because they loved me as a pastor. They were making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys would come and say, oh, brother! Because they were liking me to the brothers in the Catholic Church. And said, how can you, you hear me speaking in tongues and you say I'm like one of those guys who don't believe in the tongues altogether. And say, yes, because you're a brother! And then with some of my friends, they started saying, let's call ourselves brothers. So they started calling us brother, brother, brother. Then suddenly they, they could not call us brother anymore because we flipped it around. Say, yes, we are the brothers in Christ Jesus. We are friends of God. We have to contend for the faith. Tell your neighbor, contend for the faith. Stand against the opposition. That comes. Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1 is where this text comes from. And in Jude, in Jude chapter 1, he, Jude is, is he's the brother, one of the brothers of, of Jesus Christ and, and of, of James. Um, and and, and he, he writes, he writes to, to the people here. And he says, you know, beloved, verse 3, I'm just going to go to verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all my attention or diligence to write to you about our common salvation. Our common salvation. Common salvation, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in Him, Jesus, shall not perish but have everlasting life. His sins will be forgiven and they will be given a new lease of life and they will also have an entry card into heaven. That is our common salvation. And, and so he says, I wanted to write to you about the beauty of this common salvation. And it was needful, however, for me to write to you and to exhort you or to encourage you that you should earnestly, you should with all your energy, with all your heart, with all truth, contend for the faith which was delivered to you by the saints. Verse 4 says, For there are certain men who have crept in unawares, who were before of old fashioned to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only one God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you know this, how that God, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. You see, it's a very profound and, and, and sobering understanding that comes here. That God had saved the people from Egypt. And yet at some moment God says, These people that I've taken out of the place of bondage, I will no longer give them the honey and the fruit and the beautiful land of Israel because they are full of sin and their hearts are far away from me. The same people that God had saved, 
now cannot enjoy what God had saved them from to experience because their hearts were hard. How did their hearts become hard? Because they had allowed the things that were around them and the issues that were coming up against them and the trials and the difficulties of walking through the desert and the armies of the nations that were against them as they were going. They allowed them to overcome their thinking and their understanding and to defeat them in their will and their desire. And then they began to follow other things. They began to compare and say, those people have a, have a, have a king or a, or a god that they worship. Let's also make a god and worship it ourselves. It's because they did not contend for what they believed in. They did not keep standing for what they believed in. And so I want to challenge us, church, to stand for what we believe in. Hallelujah. To stand for the gospel. I've told us earlier on that, that you know, when you look at our faith, it is our hope in Jesus Christ. And, and, and I've given you various, various words and terms to describe the faith that we have. Our most holy faith. You can find the sermons back on our archives and on YouTube. But, but I've told you that, that, that faith is about our hope in Jesus Christ the Savior. It is about the salvation we have by grace that comes from the Lord. And, and, and Acts chapter 4 says that there is no other name by which we may be saved but the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 8 to 12, if you read it, Peter explains to the people that were there. And in verse 12 he says, Under heaven, here on earth, amongst us human beings, there is but one name that we have been given for our salvation, and that is the name of Jesus. And he says, this name of Jesus, we need to put our faith in him. We need to put our trust in him. He was crucified for us, died on the cross that we could be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved from unrighteousness and ungodliness. Saved from the things that take away our peace and take away our joy. That's what we are being saved from. Saved from the things that make us people who are not good. We are saved from the power of the devil and the power of evil forces that reign and rule in our midst. So we are saved from that. It's by His grace, it's by His goodness, it's by His mercy. That's why He's a good, good Father. Amen. Yeah, amen. Saved from destruction. So He has saved us from sickness and bondages. So our good, good Father. We have done this. And that's where we need to put our faith. The gospel is good news. Amen. Amen. It is good news. Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy says, Here is a trustworthy saying in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. says, This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And he says, I am one of them. I bless God that He has come to save me. I thank God that He has come to save me. You see, the gospel of our faith brings us out of bondage and makes us heaven ready. It, it makes us ready for heaven. And, and the gospel, this good news, is, is what makes us to become closer to God, closer to the things that all our hearts are yearning for. We are all yearning to connect with something. That's why people do yogas and smoke all kinds of things because we are all trying to get to connect with something higher than ourselves. 
That, that's why people go on pilgrimages. And I was on the plane the other day. Somebody says, I'm going on a pilgrimage to Indonesia because I want to go and be able to connect with some spiritual forces and powers. And I said, you don't need to get on a plane to go to Indonesia. You can just pray to Jesus and find that. People travel to, I've been to, to Abu Dhabi and I've seen the big temples of, of, the, of, the, of, of, of Islam that are there. And it's amazing the kind of places they've built in, in, those, in, those, in those areas. And people travel all over the world to say we're going to meet with God. They, you know, and yet God has given us the grace to just meet Him where we are. You can meet him on your bicycle. Chicky, 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 chicky on your bicycle. You can meet God. You don't need to get on a, on a plane to go some faraway place to meet God. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it makes us ready for heaven. So Luke chapter 4, he's, he's speaking to the, Jesus speaking to the people says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You know, there are many of us are bruised internally. And, and, and today I just want to speak to somebody to say, you know, God is a good God. I know you feel bruised that He didn't answer you when you prayed. Tell you what, there have been prayers that I pray that God has not answered, but I still recognize the goodness of the Lord. Oh, yes. Just because He didn't answer me on one point doesn't mean that He's a bad God. Oh, yeah. But He can heal you where you are bruised. Yes. He can heal you where you still have pain. Yes. I've told you this story before, you know, we're praying for somebody and they die. When we're declaring they shall live. You shall not die, and they died. How do you go back and now start consoling the parent? Ah, no. You have to start changing your story. <laughs> but, but it doesn't change who God is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't change who God is. He's a sovereign God. I was looking at, uh, at uh, some sad news that just happened in this week. Sister Millicent lost her mother-in-law um, from Kenya. She normally sits around here. She lost her mother-in-law this weekend. May the Lord comfort her. And be, she's here. Right, okay, I can see. Yes. She's still here in church. Because God can give you comfort. God can touch Hank and the rest of the family. And, and give them comfort because he's a good, good father. We prayed, but God has his way. And I know I know some of you have been um, Hadi as well, who's just you know young. I know Rob more than I know Hadi because Rob lived next to me and he would talk outside my house about the gospel and about church and about belief. So so um, it feels sad to lose somebody younger than us. But does it change God? Yet He can also come and heal us where we feel bruised. Amen. Amen. He can still come and touch us where we feel like, oh, this is not right. Amen. 
So he is, he is remains a good God. And, and we as children of God need to stand up, show up, and show the world that he is still a good God. Amen. And so, he is there to bring the acceptable year of the Lord. So I've told you that we need to contend because there's always opposition, you know, and there are also many false teachings and many false teachers and many things that are not true, that are taught. And so you need to know the Bible. My wife was teaching us earlier on about worship and she says the only way to get deeper in your worship is to know the Bible, know the Word of God. Yes. Go into it so that you will not be deceived. Spend time studying it and meditating it. Upon, and, and find God yourself. Don't just take my revelation and make it yours. Go back and dig into the Word of God. Read it. Study it. And, and I, you, I love the King James Version, but don't always read only the King James Version. Read other translations. Read it in other languages. And you may be surprised at how things are put across. Because there is something you must find and get to connect with God. But it only comes when you go in and look for it so that you can contend for the faith. I, I refuse that people who do not know God come and tell me who God is. Have you ever had that? Yes. Someone comes and says, I don't go to church, but I know the Bible. Shh. I, I know the Bible. I have refused to be told the Bible by people who don't go to church. By people who say, I know the Bible more than you who go to church. I, it's just, a, I refused that. They are professors of theology that know a lot, but it's about, with your knowledge of the Bible, have you met with God? Do you know the God of the Bible? Do you know the Jesus that can save and heal? That's where I want you to come to, to be in, so that we can contend for the, for the faith, so that we can stand against the opposition. We can stand against forces that come to bring us down and pull us down. And that's why we went to say, recognize and know who you are under God. Know where your faith is anchored. Know that faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Know that faith has a focus and that focus is Jesus. It starts with Jesus and ends with Jesus. Understand that. Be rooted. Be grounded. Be solid. Be firm. Be well established in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Know your word. Amen. Amen. Know your word. And so there are many doctrines and many deceivers. You know, so many deceivers. If there is one thing that can easily make money, it is the Bible. And so there are many false teachers and prophets, many false churches, where people give everything they have and remain poor. Because the Bible is used to manipulate them. So do not be manipulated. Know the word so that you will not be manipulated. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, contend for the faith. I was telling some people that if you're not convinced about the goodness of God, don't give your offering in this church. Because we're not here for your money. But you must give because you understand who God is. 
So when I pay my tithe, I pay my tithe because I understand who God is. When I give my offerings, I give my offerings because I understand who God is. I don't give because of the church. I give because of God. And I still expect accountability from Herbert and Adesua on finances. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. You should say hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Adesua is our treasurer and Brother Gilbert is our finance guy. I still expect that level of service from them because they understand who God is. Amen. 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 But don't be manipulated. Because people are easily manipulated by the word. Don't be manipulated by all kinds of nice sounding things. But go back to the word. Go back to Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we must know God enough and keep growing in our knowledge of Him. And how are some things that you need to know so that you can continue to, to stand and contend for the faith is number one, be somebody who prays. Learn to go beyond just prayer to intercession. Pray also for others. So 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, I exhort you and I encourage you therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and the giving of thanks be made for all men. Be somebody who prays and let your prayers be anchored in the word of God. Number two, learn to declare the word of God. So as I said, you need to know it. When you know it, declare it. Declare it into your life. Personalize the Word of God. That's what makes the difference. Make it personal. This Word is speaking to me. Don't read the Word and say, Yeah, this one is for brother, for brother X. This one is for brother. Ah, that one, yes, the way that sister was behaving. This is the scripture she should know. Personalize it for yourself. Read the Bible and say, how do I come into this? What is it saying to me? Where is the blessing for me? How do I move forward with this word? Make it personal. Declare it in your life and live by it. Walk by it. So 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 says, bring these things in remembrance. Put them in remembrance. Study the word to show yourself approved. A workman who does not need to be ashamed. You see, my, my, my job is, is food safety. So I need to understand what food is and what food safety is. And I'm continuously developing myself in the area. I'm, I'm making myself aware of the new processes of how to produce food. And the new issues that are coming up. The new concepts that are coming up. Now and more and more people are eating vegetables and plants. I need to know how can we keep those vegetables and plants safe for people to eat. They are now drinking liquids out of plants that we never used to drink before. How can we make those things safe? I need to keep myself abreast of that so that I can remain relevant in my workplace. Same concept. Study to show yourself approved as a Christian. Keep abreast of what's going on. Nowadays, churches are putting all kinds of things. You sing some songs where you're thinking, say, ha, this song they are singing, is it a song of God or a song of, of just singing? No, I was laughing and my sister was saying, Michael Smith wrote a song and he put it in an album with other gospel songs and people just picked up his love song for his wife 
and just started singing it in church. It was a love song for his wife. But because people are not studying to be approved, they can pick Celine Dion's song, come and sing it here, and it can sound very gospel. It can sound very much like a church song. I'm no longer surprised when I hear some churches. Now we don't sing any other song except if it is a psalm from the Bible. Because they're trying to avoid these new age songs that we have. Another day somebody was asked, you know, I love Jesus culture. Jesus culture, you know, the band of Jesus. Somebody says to me, are you a rock, rock music church? I said, then what are you talking about? I said, because you're always talking Jesus culture, Jesus culture, and all this, 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 hallelujah, this song that you like very much, of this rock star which has intercession into it. It's a powerful song. This guy was born again. He's full of tattoos because that's where he's come from. And he's ministering to young people coming out of hard rock and coming to Jesus. And you know, that's his style. And so this person was saying, I know that kind of a church. How will I know when the rock music is now the hard rock which is ungodly versus the rock which is supposed to be? I said, this one now I can't answer you. <laughs> you now need to go back into the word yourself. And find it. But you can be sure in AGP, we will weed out that which is not good. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And, 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 and so we need to, to walk in the spirit. Number three, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And so Jude, Jude chapter 20, Jude one twenty says, But you, beloved, build yourself up upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. Walk in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. That's why he's, he's challenging us to build our most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Spirit. If you're not, if you're not, not, not knowledgeable about the Holy Spirit, He's all over in the Bible. Get into the Bible. Use a concordance, even Google. Type Holy Spirit in the Bible and go and read the verses in the Bible. Don't read all the other stuff that people are posting. Read the verses in the Bible. They are enough to let you know who God is. And then afterwards, come and I will lay hands on you and we can pray and you receive the Holy Ghost and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is some, tell your neighbor, there is something called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> It is a little bit beyond you just having the Spirit of God. Because all of us who are born again have the Spirit of God. But there's something called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you can receive and experience more of the presence and the awesome goodness of God in your life. So go in. Get to find out. Get to know Him. And, and, and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. They are gifts of the Spirit. They are gifts of the Spirit. Get to, get to know about the fruit of the Spirit. So the gifts of the Spirit are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians chapter 5. Get to know about this. So that you can walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, move in the Spirit, and have the Spirit who is a helper. He will help you so that you can contend for the faith. So Jude says, keep yourselves in the love of God. You must keep yourself in the love of God. 
looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And beloved, build yourself upon your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I want us to stand right now. In the upcoming teachings, we will look about look at deeper with God. Deeper in God, because we I want us to start to ready our hearts for Feast of Grace in November. So we'll be talking about deeper with God. Deeper. I want to go deeper. That I may know Him. That I may know Him. I want to know God more. That, that's where deeper with God comes from. But, but you know, to be able to go deeper with God, my faith must stay connected. I want us to close our eyes as Ernest will play. You're a good, good father. Let's just play that for me. Um, and, and, and I just want us with our eyes closed. See, the first step is to, is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Is to make that step of faith. To be part of this most holy faith in Jesus. To accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So with our eyes closed. If you say, I want to have the Lord. I want to receive this goodness of God. I want to know this God is my Father. I want to have a relationship with Him. Just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. That you may experience that. That you may have that in your life. So I, 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 I want to have this experience. Father, I just want to thank you. I just thank you, Lord, for the hands that are raised. I pray that, Lord, Lord, you will touch the hearts. That they may come to that place where they experience you, O oh Lord. They have that experience in you. That goes deeper than just coming to church. That goes deeper than just being labeled a Christian. I pray that God, they will have that, that daily walk with you in a consciousness of your grace and of your mercy. Touch the Lord right now. Touch their hearts, touch their lives. Transform them, change them for yourself. Change them for yourself, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Change them for yourself. Father, I thank you and I honor you, Lord. Because you are a good, good Father. You are a good, good Father. Let every heart be strengthened right now. Where the people have been bruised, I pray, let there be healing. Where people have been hurt and they fail to trust you, I pray that God, you will touch them, that they may trust you again. Pray that God, they, their hearts will be softened where they become harder. Let them be softened again and responsive to your grace and responsive to your power, O oh Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you will lift up your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Those of you that